This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, it is a smackdown right now between Kanye West and Gigi Hadid, and Bradley Trainer has all the details on that on the my on the My Talk one hundred seven one My Talk on Colleen and Bradley Colleen Lindstrom Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Yeah, there's a war of words going on between. Uh, Kanye West and Gigi Hadid. And, well, Kanye's also just been talking a lot lately in various places, including Instagram and, oh, other talk shows. And, well, um, he's got a lot to say. And while you would think a lot of it is towards Vogue, the editor of Vogue, people complaining about how he complained about the editor of Vogue, and sending some trolls uh, her way uh, and then going after her and then talking about some other people that it was about those things. I don't think the things that Kanye West is talking about or frustrated at really are the things that he's frustrated at. Mm. I think it's much more clear what he is really frustrated at. That is that he's not with Kim Kardashian. I know. I know. Like, he he hasn't let go. And here's why. Okay, let's go back to... Oh, and I had a story, and I don't know what I ha- what I did with it, but I had a story uh, from the Daily Mail about uh, Kanye West and Gigi Hadid. And um, there was this back and forth between the two of them, and she, frankly, has gotten real tired of his <clears throat> stuff. Mm-hmm. Because of... Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, because, of course... Um, if I were to back all the way up and we've already talked about it this week, she showed up in defense of the editor of Vogue Mm -hmm. and, um, well, really just came for Kanye and said, basically, you're a bully. Shut up and stop talking. Mm -hmm. And then he came for her and that, uh, back and forth has continued. And in the process of doing that, um, I love when you search, oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, when you search the Daily Mail for Kanye, there's like a hundred references. Oh, yeah. And I'm it's, fully aware dig to get that the one Kanye is catnip for tabloids. Oh, yeah. Right? Because anytime he opens his mouth, he's going to say something that tabloids are going to pu- publish headlines with. You almost feel like he knows it. Interesting <laughs> that you say that. Now, to Gigi Hadid, there's been this back and forth. And he says, most recently, of Gigi Hadid, shut up. Essentially, wow. you're a Karen with a silver spoon in your mouth. Um, because she, he had compared himself or referenced, I, I forget the name of the friend. It doesn't matter. I don't want to get caught up in the weeds because I'm going to tell it wrong. But she like showed up. She's just like not taking it. Right. So she's like, even people who, um, because yeah, they had that mutual friend in common, the one who passed away. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the designer? Yeah. Uh, uh, not on is it not? Virgil Abloh? Virgil Abloh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. she appeared in the screen grab, um, saying that she didn't treat him like a friend, 
and you know like stop acting like you guys were buddy buddy uh because that's not the case bottom line that set him off and he's like you know essentially you're a karen you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth you're a zombie you speak up here but you didn't speak up when my child was kidnapped on her birthday okay put that over here so that's one example Mm -hmm. you just heard those words Mm -hmm. you didn't speak up when my child was kidnapped on her birthday Mm -hmm. okay uh and then he talks about some other things with a gentleman on the in, on the TV, on the cable TV, mm-hmm. a show I don't watch, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do. Like if you were somebody who tucked things in, people might call <laughs> yeah, so you. He was on Tucker Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> he was on Tucker Carlson. And, you know, again, catnip yeah. for a, a number of reasons to certain people, tabloids and talk show hosts, because you're going to get an audience when you have Kanye on and he said um a lot of things but he talked about kim and he went on this like uh, this thing about how kim's saying that she was like now this is tmz's characterization of this that she's being quote pimped out by the fashion industry to sell sex even though she's a successful businesswoman with a billion dollar empire the way kanye sees it kim is essentially being manipulated by the fashion industry to cross lines regarding nudity. He hints at some malicious intent, pointing out that Kim, uh, uh, TMZ says he points at some malicious intent, pointing out Kim has four black children with him. And it goes on. My point is, he's talking about Kim. Mm -hmm. So in the first conversation that I had with you about him and Gigi fighting, Mm -hmm. at the end of it, he brings up, like he comes for Gigi, like Mm -hmm. you're just a Karen with a silver spoon in your mouth, but he ends it with, they stole my children. Yeah. And then he's on Tucker and he's talking about what the industry is doing to Kim. Now, I know you'd say, well, like, but he's kind of defending her in that. But I don't care. Right. It doesn't matter. It's just clear she's, the topic. she's on his mind. Yeah. And I think he thinks, I really am not pretending to know what Kanye thinks. But no. from the little reading that I've done and just reading, you know, these characterizations of conversations... It's clear he just hasn't let this go, this oh, no. relationship. And his mind is just focused on, like, on the one hand, I think maybe, I don't know, I'm getting real armchair psychic-y or psychic, psychiatric That I want to... <laughs> yeah, armchair psychic. <laughs> this armchair wants to be planned. <laughs> no, um, it, it seems like to me, you know how, like, even in his defense of her, whether he's defending her or he's coming for her. Like, I bet he doesn't even think that she's trying to keep the kids from him, that it's like her family. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like her using sex to sell things. Mm-hmm. The industry the is trying to manipulating sell manipulating her. Yeah. Like she just doesn't know that I'm the best thing for her. Okay, You know, what's really interesting about this. I am not watching the Kardashians on Hulu. However, I did follow because I was interested in a story that was being pushed um, in the tabloids that at first blush, you don't realize it's from the Kardashians on Hulu. Yeah. So you open it up, not know you open up the story, not knowing that what you're going to get is a clip from the Kardashians. Yeah. However, it is in line with what you're saying. Yeah. And it is a uh, clip from the show where she has just been at fashion week. So this is after they've split up but not in present moment. And he sends her a text that she reads on screen. And that text is all about how he hated all of her outfits. When you wore this, you looked bad because of X, Y, and Z. 
don't wear white sunglasses. And then there's a picture of her wearing white sunglasses. That orange thing you looked like it wore looked like a trash bag. And he just like completely cuts down everything she wore. Now, to your point, if his messaging is everything is better if I'm there for you, what is the one thing we know about Kanye and Kim and how their relationship in the beginning kind of formed? That he, I mean, are you saying that he was sort of curating her? He was her stylist. Like he like completely cleared out her entire closet and started from scratch. And she was very open about that. So that exchange on text, you can take it at face value and just be like, what a jerk. Why would you, that's rude and terrible and awful. But if we're using the lens that you've just provided us, that Kanye West wants her to get this message. Yep. She's better with him, you know, but that is, for him, right. sh- her life would be, you know, uh, so much better. I don't know if I worded that correctly, but like if only she would bring him back into her life, uh, things would be better to that end. Also, in this conversation, he apparently goes after Corey Gamble and again, Vogue editor Gabrielle wow. Karifa Johnson saying that they're a problem for Kim. Like they get in, you know, Kim's way. And uh, he's basically saying that they're telling Kim what to fear. So like, which is just like, it. like, I don't want to get real deep, but mm. again, like, here's the man thinking he knows what's best mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And if only she didn't have these people filling her head with ideas, they mm-hmm. would still be together. Mm. And you can just, you know, you can just feel the manipulation in that. Like, like he feels like he's telegraphing to her in all these interviews yeah. and all these online spats because I guarantee the like keeping my kids from me. He doesn't blame Kim for it doesn't seem like no, it. It, it seems, seems like, like he's blaming the re- the family. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. We just got deep into Kanye's uh, brain right there. And look I, again, I have no uh, stake. I have no degree mm-hmm. in that, in that realm. So like, Take that for what it's worth. But I just found it interesting that the two stories I read about Kanye both had him defending Kim and blaming other people for, you know, keeping them apart or for the things that are going wrong in her life Mm -hmm. and or his. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we lost a huge comedy legend, Judy Tenuta. uh, That was shared last night and Bradley Trainer. Uh, is is going to kind of take us on a walk down memory lane of her career after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Hi. Uh, well, sad news. Uh, Judy Tenuta has mm. passed away, and Bradley, you. Uh, are going to give us sort of a retrospective on her life and career. Well, I mean, I'm not going to give you a full retrospective, but I did want to honor Judy Tenuta because she, to me, was just an inspiration from, like, just a sense of humor standpoint when I was a kid. Like, I just, I fell in love with her stand-up specials. Um, and she came along at a time for female comedians that really, I don't know, saw new opportunities, like a, a lot of other women laid the groundwork for them, but really, like, presented herself in a way that was very unusual for comedians at the time, mm-hmm. and especially female comedians. I do want to, um, I've got some clips, and I thought we could talk about it. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, and I'm sorry to have to break this to you, but Judy Tenuta did pass away yesterday, and she was 72. She died of ovarian cancer. Um she 
has been around since like the the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was around a lot longer than right. that, obviously. But I think a lot of people would have uh, known her for her cable special. I think it was called like um, Women. I think I have this here. It's like uh, there was a comedy special she did with some other f- women who went on to be famous, including. OK, it was 1987. Women of the Night. She star and this was an HBO special. She starred alongside Ellen DeGeneres, Rita Rudner, and Paula Poundstone. Wow. So she came up sort of like in that era. Also, like Roseanne around this time Mm -hmm. was super, uh, like sort of, you know, breaking into her own. Um, And she, you would have seen her on countless talk, uh, late night talk shows, daytime talk shows. And I went back and watched a, a series of, of her clips and some of her humor does not stand the test of time because you just realize how comedy has changed, Mm -hmm. right? But um, I want to give you a little bit of a sense. And Mike, I I sent you a couple clips, and I think it should be just listed as, like, number one, the first clip, if we could listen. This is a little bit of Judy doing her stand-up act. Um, This just gives you, like, a general sense of who Judy Tenuta was. Can I quickly just say this thing in case people are like, I know the name, but I can't. For me, the thing that was iconic about Judy Tenuta was her accordion. Mm. So like that was like Absolutely. part of her. Yeah. So if you're thinking like she I'm going to call sh- men pigs, yeah. like she, you know, she'd, she'd show up oftentimes and just be like, hi pigs. Yeah. And she'd have, she'd be all like blinged out with yep. like beautiful scarves and flowy gowns and she'd look fabulous, but then she'd have her accordion and she would just speak very brusquely. Yeah. And so that's, so if you're thinking like, I don't know if I know that's, Kind of how you can picture her. And now, yeah, sorry, let's get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, let's listen to a little bit of This is Judy Tenuta. Come on, Judy, let's go out once. What do you say we go out once? And I said, well, um, to tell you the truth, I was looking for someone a little closer to the top of the food chain. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know what? You know what happened? He tried to kiss me. No! He cannot possess me. He tried to kiss me, and he kissed like a Pez dispenser. His head fell back 180 degrees. And his tongue popped out. Like I'm supposed to give him communion. Thank you so much. So that's just a tiny, tiny taste. Like she just had this way of like being brusque or gruff that like you weren't used to women talking like that. I know that sounds Mm -hmm. so like old fashioned, but literally in the mid 80s, it was unusual to see a a tough talking broad. Mm -hmm. And again, she's coming up at the same time. You've got Ellen, Paula Poundstone, Mm -hmm. uh, Rita Rudner, other women who are just like not fulfilling that typical, you know, Female, female role like here are the things you're allowed to talk to right. or talk about and make fun of right well and she's doing like an affect with her voice that is very reminiscent of like a bobcat goldthwaite oh, or like a, a a gilbert Gottfried. emo phillips like she's definitely playing with her delivery and the tone of her voice in a way we'd heard many men do um but she was uh probably one of the only women performing in that way yeah well i think and and really just part of that new wave of uh of women that new generation of women who were talking about things that you weren't used to female comics you know talking about and making ultimately and if you listen to enough of her comedy and again i just did some like cursory like you know youtube surfing last night and this morning and 
you know, essentially what she's doing is making men uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and giving women the chance to laugh at the absurdity of the things that they're having to put up with when men, you know, and this is one part of her comedy. It's not the whole thing. I mean, she also just has this wonderful Joan Rivers quality. And I watched an interview that she did with Joan Rivers. And to say interview is like a misnomer because she just kind of like shows up on set (laughs) and just goes and Joan just kind of lets her go. And she she has these incredible one-liners and zingers that just like, you know, needle celebrities. She mm-hmm. was very good at sort of, um, you know, needling celebrities. She actually, in the other clip I wanted to play for you, and again, we're talking about um, Judy Tenuta passing. There's this other clip. She showed up for Donnie and Marie Osmond when oh, they had a talk show. And just like had them, I mean, the two like most saccharine, sweet, Right, you know, vanilla talk show hosts, um, like in stitches. Like if we could hear doubled over a little, <laughs> they're all. Are you the only musician? Oh yeah, you're the but, only musician. But Donnie, you know, let's let's face. Oh, will you stop it? You know that nobody plays the accordion really. We just use it to abuse people, right? Yeah. And she goes on to sing a song. We don't have time oh, for it. Oh gosh. But. Oh, that's a, that's a big loss, um, yeah. but definitely fun to kind of take that trip through YouTube and watch some oh, of her sure. old comedy. Yeah. Um, thank you for, for bringing those. You're welcome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need somebody to play spot the crazy, stupid idiot. 651-641-1071. Uh, we'll tell you what that's all about after this. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, on Fridays, we like to play a little game with you. Uh, and we do need a contestant. 651-641-1071 to play spot the crazy, stupid. Up. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world's full of crazy, stupid idiots. That's dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in this state of Florida and sometimes some other places. Like. Uh, well, I need somebody to call oh, to God. be a contestant first. What are you guys first. doing? 651 641 doing anything important. 1071. Okay, I'm going to explain this to you. Oh, to be ahead. fair, real quick, I did get an email that we might be having phone issues oh, globally oh, for the entire. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so right. I just saw that right now. And Great. That's contribute. Okay. Oh, good. Sorry if, if you're call. trying to call, you know, whatever. Hey, we should just make Mike guess. We if we can't too. get a caller, yeah. because here's the deal. We were going to make it real easy for the listeners today. Usually Holly uh, contributes. The three of us cycle through and, and uh, only one of the stories that gets told is a crazy is a real story of a real crazy, stupid idiot. idiot. But uh, this time, this time. There's the two of us here. Oh, look at that. People are calling. Okay, good. So we're going to see if this will work. Okay, so we only have two. So you only are choosing from two options for which one of the stories is a real crazy, stupid idiot. So we made it soups, dupes, easy and super fun. Who do we have on the line, Mike? We've got Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Alicia. Hi. Okay, so Alicia, you know how this works. Uh, today, I, we're only going to do yep. two stories today. So you got a 50-50 chance of getting this right, right out of the gate. All right? I will do my best, but I'll probably lose. Well, all right. 
I like the way you believe in yourself. Okay. So, <laughs> so Alicia, you stay right there while Bradley and I each tell you a story of a crazy, stupid idiot, and your job will be to choose which one is the real story. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Go for it. Okay, so we're going to Texas. Mm, I love Texas. And we are going to a uh we are going to a golf course in Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, and we're going to talk about a high school golf team that practiced on this course in Austin, Texas. Okay. Well, the school had to contact parents after a practice on Monday. Oh, no. Because when the high schoolers showed up for their golf uh, practice, there was something that they did not anticipate there. Okay. And it was naked adults playing golf. Oh, God. Naked what? adults? Apparently, there was uh, a club of uh, adult. It's called the Adult Entertainment Club. No. They were there to have their very own tournament. No. And uh, they Wait, were. where was this again? This was at the golf course, a golf course in Austin. Oh, so it was at a, like, a legit golf course. A legit golf up. course. Yeah. Well, so they had also had a tea time. This adult entertainment club, but apparently they had not. Time. Okay, they had not notified the owners of the golf club that they were going to be pantsless golfing, etc. Something you'd want to give a heads up about, right? So, uh, by the way, the name is Avery Ranch. That's the name of the uh, the golf club where they were golfing, Mm. and so uh, Avery Ranch, the golf course, did tell the school that they were not aware that these inappropriate actions would occur. Uh, and they had to send a whole message to the parents. Uh, the school, the kids had to relocate and cancel practice so okay. that they would not be bothered by pantsless golf court I golfers. I don't understand. Like, how do you know? Like, how do you like not accidentally hit the wrong ball? I mean, <laughs> there's so many options. I mean, you got to really work on your stroke. Hey. Okay. Right. The puns go for days. All right. That was in where? That was in Austin, Texas. Okay. Well, let's go to Florida. Florida. Particularly somewhere in Flagler County. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I want to tell you about a de- uh, deputy sheriff that caught a duo stealing something unusual from a local restaurant. Mm. That local restaurant was Billy Bob's Barbecue. And uh, Billy Bob's Barbecue got broken into. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not unusual. No. What's unusual is what was stolen from Billy Bob's Barbecue. And the two individuals that were discovered stealing said thing. Now, before you guess what they stole, mm-hmm. because that's what earned this story crazy stupid idiot status, not the just breaking and entering part. Uh, but I will tell you a few things. First of all, that deputy sheriff was on patrol performing a business check at Billy Bob's Barbecue around 3.15 in the a.m. when he saw a couple people wearing headlamps. Hmm. That would get your attention. And when he inspected or upon further inspection, realized that they were using the headlamps to steal something from Billy Bob's Barbecue. What was it that they were trying to steal? Hmm. I mean, I was just going to say, like, they were going to, they stole a whole booth from the restaurant. No, that's a great guess, though. It was not a booth, but it was something totally random. Mm. The gumball machine (laughs) in the front. It's actually one of the food items. Oh, a side of beef? No. A brisket? It was 50 pounds of potato salad, 
they were seen uh, scooping giant tubs of potato salad into a white, or, or they were then seen carrying it into a white box truck, which had large storage containers inside. Mm. They also had a pump, bolt cutters, and a pry bar. What do you need all that potato salad for? I don't know. Also, 50 pounds of potato. What are you going to do? Like, I feel like, right? if you can you sell that? On, is there a black market for Who potato knows? salad? Or you just have a really big party? Um, and all that's going to be available is potato salad? It's a potato salad party. Those two... Uh, and they look like two potato Heads. salad thieves. <laughs> yeah, it's Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Potato Head. We're just getting our <laughs> We're just family, getting the back family together. together. I mean, it's a little too late for that, honey. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, the, there is no, literally no excuse in this story. So I can't tell you why they stole the 50 pounds of potato salad, but they did. Mm. And as a result, they were headed off to jail. I'm just looking to make sure. I don't know what you get charged with other than felony burgles for the yeah. potato salad theftery yep all right well those are the two crazy stupid idiots we have delivered today now the interesting thing is that one of those is a real true real live story a real true real one, live yeah the other one is a complete and total fabrication and alicia your mission is to figure out which one of those stories actually happened you got a 50 50 shot there honey you really do um I play golf, and so there's no way people do that in the nude. So I think Bradley is real and Colleen is fake. Okay. Well, survey says... Oh, we're giving the buzzer. Sorry. That was, I was giving you the buzzer motion, and I didn't do a good job of that. Alicia. Alicia, I'm sorry, honey. Incorrect. You should have gone with your golfing instincts. You should have gone with your golf gut. Uh, the true story is this actually did happen in Austin, Texas. Yellow Rose, which is an adult entertainment club in Austin, hosted a tournament at the golf course from noon to five on Monday. And the club's manager has not commented on the nudity that was displayed. Oh. <laughs> Can you play that? That's just nasty. I mean, it, it's nasty. nasty. That yeah. is nasty. And also just That's nasty. Like exactly. Chilly. Yeah. Yeah, I right? I don't know. A little cold. Uh, Alicia, you know what? Hang, uh, hang tight. We do have a T-shirt for you. So we're going to have you give all of your info to Mike uh, so that we can awesome. get a T-shirt out to you. Because that's the thing about playing Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot. We don't want anybody to lose. And so we just play till you win. And this one is an easy one because there were only two options. So sit tight, Alicia. Thank we'll get you. all of your Thanks, information. Alicia. Thanks for playing. Uh, thanks for calling. And Bradley, I will forever marvel at your ability to like fabricate a crazy, stupid idiot like out of nowhere. I mean, you know, we've done this for a while. We've been we've been here a while. We've been here. <laughs> we wrote a movie. about I mean, it. that was very plausible, though. Let's be honest. Fifty pounds of potato salad. Theft. I mean, it was because we've heard of. Listen, it's not out of the like. We remember the guy who stole like an entire tank of lobsters. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's a thing. Literally, I always tell people, like, if you think think something sounds too ludicrous to be crazy, stupid idiots, I promise you, it's always crazier than anything we can come up with on our own. Yeah. Except for apparently. Well, I mean, it worked this time. <laughs> it to absolutely not did. her advantage. But to exactly. ours, 
And she's still got a t-shirt. So so thank you, Alicia, again for uh, for playing today. And we'll do it again next Friday. We do it every Friday on the Colleen and Bradley show. We usually just tell you about the crazy, stupid idiots, but we like to make it extra fun on Fridays. So stay tuned for that again next week. And uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, thank goodness Rocco prepared a throwback what? for us. And uh, Mike is going to help us out with that after this on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at the Snyder team with EXP Realty. You know, there are events throughout our life that ultimately are going to lead to either buying or selling a home. Triggering events, things like, well, just life changes, marriages, divorces, sadly, um, you know, family members passing. That can leave you, um, well, sometimes, frankly, it can just leave you in a lurch, wondering, what do I do? I don't know how to, to move forward through this very difficult process of either buying or selling a home. Good news. Jennifer, Bob, the whole team at EXP Realty, Snyder team, are ready and waiting. And they've got over 25 years of experience with 14 highly qualified agents. They've been doing uh, this, like I said, for over 25 years, helping 3,000 plus families throughout Twin Cities and Western Wisconsin. So if something comes up and you find yourself needing to buy or sell a home quickly, just pick up the phone and call Jennifer, Bob, or any of the team over at the Snyder team with the XP Realty. The SnyderTeam.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.